Duncan Fletcher here, Executive Director at PADS, along with my co-pilot, Stephanie Thorburn. Stephanie, how are you doing today? Doing great. Excited about our podcast today. Someone I've known for a very long time, but I won't give it away who it is. That's right. We've got one of the original athlete development gurus on the line today. We're very fortunate to have Dr. Janice Hilliard on the line. Doc, how are you today? I am excited and just so happy to see my friends again. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to be on the line with you. And as I said, you have been in this industry a long time. You're one of the very first people I ever met in the space of athlete development. So it's awesome to have you on here to get your perspectives on what's going on in the industry and where you think the industry is going to go. But before we do that, a lot of people are always interested, I'm sure, in having a conversation with you about your experience working at the National Basketball Association. You spent a number of years there. I'm sure that played a role in forming your approach and perspectives on athlete development. Maybe if you could give us a little bit of an overview of your experience working at the National Basketball Association and working with those high caliber athletes and how that framed up your athlete development approach. Sure. You know, it was exciting to go to the NBA in 2001, I guess. I had been working in college athletics. I was at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and had spent some time at the University of Houston. And having the background experience in college athletics, doing education and training and professional development, and then having the opportunity to go to the NBA was a completely different level, was pretty exciting for me because one of the things I had always wanted to do in my career is continue to be challenged and having a background in education and counseling and focus, having that experience at the college level and also at the high school level. So the opportunity to go to the NBA, particularly at a time when it was launching the development league which is now called the G League, the Gatorade League. So being a part of something that was innovative, being able to take a skill set, passion that I love for programming and developing people into a professional sports arena was just a dream come true. Not something that I had planned or part of my career journey and path. And people ask me that all the time in our career coaching business at Hilliard Solutions. You know, I want to do what you did. How did you get there? So it wasn't like a, a planned path. But the transition allowed me to continue to do the same kinds of work that I had been doing in college athletics, except with professional athletes. Additionally, the other interest I had was learning the business of sports. And I knew that from a professional development perspective, I would grow, which has also become a part of who I am and what our business is, the importance of us growing individually ourselves while we're working for institutions. And then, of course, the idea of doing something innovative and creating the platform for the Development League, and then ultimately transitioning on and working with the NBA, working with team player development directors, with Stephanie Thorburn at, at some point. It was just an exciting experience. So I'd say ultimately, Duncan, learning the business of sports from, you know, who's considered the best professional sports league in the world. So learning about the business and then learning how to, with the professional athletes, how do you combine developing them as people along with the business itself. And that's what was exciting to me and learning how the different departments work together, how to negotiate to advocate you know, for professional athletes. But also I had the opportunity in our player development group there to learn about other sports. And as you know, we started ADS under your tutelage and Rory Sparrows back in the day. So I also had the opportunity to learn from other sports leagues develop networks with other professionals, 
inside and outside of sports. And that really enhanced the work that I was able to do from a programming perspective, the D-League, as well as with the NBA teams, as well as relationships with our team staff. Thanks for that, Doc. I guess one of the things I really wanted to kind of dive into, and I'm sure a lot of people find this fascinating, is when you migrate from working with student athletes, and then you're working with athletes who are the elite of the elite, they're making millions of dollars. Can you talk through your approach to that, how it changes, if it does, and then how that relationship is built to create that trust so that you can drive change within that individual? And, and, and maybe just talk to your experience in managing that. Because I think for some people, you know, that, that seems like you know, maybe a, a challenge that can be difficult to overcome, but I'd love to hear your two cents on it. Sure. I think along with Stephanie, there's probably only a half a dozen people that we're aware of in the country. And I'm one of that half a dozen that has actually had the opportunity to work with athletes at both levels in an athlete development role. So I think that that is very unique in the industry. I think that gives an advantage, if you will, because if you've had an opportunity to work with them as student athletes in college, then you are familiar with programming. You're familiar with that structure. You're familiar with that process. You know what they've been given in terms of information, education, training. You understand the structure that they've come out of. And so that's a very different experience when you work in professional sports, which is more aimed at the business. So that that impacts the relationship building, Duncan, in that you understand and you have a perspective of their experience. And I think that that's translated, Stephanie would probably agree as well, that translates into your ability to create a relationship. I think that that's the biggest challenge of folks who want to work with athletes in whatever capacity is, is understanding their experience, being able to relate to that, but also putting their experience in a context of the environment in which they operate. At Hilliard Solutions, we, we employ an athlete success model that we call the 360-degree athlete success model. And it was based on, to answer your question, the approaches that I used throughout my career, the success that I had throughout my career in terms of working with athletes at all levels, working with organization sports leaders. It's a framework for building relationships, for training and development. And it takes into consideration the fact that athletes do not work, operate in a vacuum. So they are impacted. The five domains in our model, you know, which are online, you can see on HilliardSolutions.com and download for free with that PSA in there. That framework includes domains that we call education, career development, sociology, psychology, and economics. So all of those spheres, if you will, athletes are standing in the middle. So they are impacted by money, the business of sports. They are impacted by what's happening in society. They're impacted by their mental health and wellness. They're impacted by their career development and, of course, by their performance. So all of these things are happening at the same time. So if, in fact, those of us who are in positions of leadership, whether it be programming or administratively, take in consideration all of these things are impacting them at the same time. So when we approach them from a relationship perspective or if they're transitioning from high school to college or college to pro or they're leaving pro you know, out into the world, then we are in a better position to know how to approach them. And then secondly, I would say uh, it always helps to have been an athlete 
Now, do you have to be an athlete to work with athletes? Absolutely not. You know, if that were the case, folks like, well, not like myself, but when it comes to gender, you know, folks would continue to say, well, you're a woman, you know, what do you know about working with athletes? That's just about as, you know, as asinine as, as you can. But there is some value to understanding the experience of an athlete. And I think that all of those things, along with one's own background and training, a little bit biased, obviously, uh, being a PhD towards education, towards counseling, towards those experiences that help us relate to athletes as people. And I hope that that at least approach to answering your question. Janice, just kind of a continuation. You talk about relationships and, and you come from the knowledge base of, of working with collegiate athletes as well as professionals. So you're able to connect and create those authentic relationships. But something you and I have talked about is being a female in this space especially working within the NBA, you know, it can be challenging. There's obstacles that, that you face. You and I have talked about obstacles that we face. But for those young listeners that are on the line, can you shed some light on how you were able to authentically foster those relationships with those young men at the G League, at the NBA, being a female in this space? It's a great question. First and foremost, as a, as a female, you, you have to be authentic, Stephanie. I think I actually get that word from you. You talked about that at our conference when we did the Pioneers Roundtable. Being authentic means be who you are. It means being who you are. And that might sound a little simplistic, but, you know, when I worked at the NBA and pretty much still, you know, there are very few women, right, in this space and also in other sports. And so when you're working with all former players, which is the case certainly for football and, and basketball, folks that are on your team, like I said, like Rory and, and other folks, and you're going into meeting rooms or you're developing relationships with players or general managers or team presidents or whomever, I, I can't go in the locker room before the game and talk about the X's and O's of the game the night before. Rory can do that. You know what I mean? When I'm at a team meeting or when I'm having conversations or when I had with players and perhaps families, I can't be any more than who I am. So what I say to women is we have to figure out what is our strength, what is our special sauce that my mentors tell me, and we have to present authentically who we are. And for me, that worked. So the respect that I was able to gain and garner from players came from the fact that I was Dr. Janice Hilliard, this educator, this woman who came out of college athletics, and that's how I approach them. And that's the respect that I gain. Now, the second part of that, my experience is having been a former student athlete and having worked in the culture of sports my entire career and, and understanding that really helped as well, because there's a certain degree of respect that you gain there as well. And some of that also has to do with present. I was just talking about this with a woman in my network recently, and, and not everybody can do all these things, but you're talking about what are the things that made me successful? Well, when you're six feet tall, it's not too difficult to have presence. That helps. Confidence in how one is presenting themselves, not intimidated being in front of players or not being you know, intimidated to reach out to them and people who are in their circle and being really good at what you do. You know, to take a bite from Kevin Carr, who is our longtime associate and friend, Kevin always talks about you be really good at who you are and what you do. He always says you do that first. And I think that's a big piece of advice that I would tell to women, well, men too, but women in particular, be good at who you are first, because what comes with that then is confidence. And then the confidence exudes physically, it comes out of your mouth, 
and then you can relate to athletes and their experiences. And so I think those are the kinds of things, Stephanie, that really have helped. And then finally, being knowledgeable about the business and understanding and developing relationships and communication with athletes from a female perspective, knowing what's happening, what's in the industry. That's helped me a lot as well. So when I got to know new players and rookies, I remember when I had Golden State in those early years and stuff, you know, being in New York, the league office and, and the West Coast being three hours behind us, you know, when I first started working there, you got to develop relationships with players and you got to do it, you know, across the country. Because the only time we saw them was a couple of times for team meetings. And so I did a lot of homework. And that's one thing that I'm really good at. And I suggest that to women as well. I did a lot of homework to know who Steph Curry was when he came into the league. Clay um, Thompson, all of these guys, I knew I had something to say to Draymond Green when I met Draymond Green, other than we were both Michigan State Spartans. But the fact that we were Michigan State Spartans gave me an instant connection with Draymond, instant credibility. So you can never beat doing your homework, knowing something about athletes, especially at the professional level, their businesses, their families. I remember going to Rip Hamilton's events every summer when I had the Detroit Pistons in Coatesville, which was outside Pennsylvania. Knowing about his events, all of those things, I think, really helped me, not only with the athletes, but with the teams, with the general managers and gaining credibility because they saw me outside of a woman, an academic, and a person who was just there to do team meetings. No, and I appreciate you sharing that because I think often females in this space get a little intimidated and they have such value. And I love, you know, Kevin's phrase about do you be you, the best version of yourself. And if you're able to do that, you can have that confidence and start to foster those relationships and that sense of connectivity. I, I definitely echo that. When you find connectivity, people are, are more inclined to, to listen and then the relationship can develop. And also, Stephanie, I would say this too. You know, this is professional sports. It's very competitive. The industry is extremely competitive. Let me tell you, this is not the job for you if you're a timid person. Okay. Now, not saying, and I've worked with women, you know, who are not as, you know, outspoken, who are extremely talented and have a lot to bring to the industry. But if you can't go in a room with confidence or mix and mingle with not only men, you know, there, there are some women that, that, you know, that out curse men. I'm not saying I advocate for that approach. You know, some women feel that that's what they have to do. It's not something that I've ever done, but, you know, certainly you know, they, they're hurt or they feel like they are, but it's, it's a personality thing. In our career coaching program, the first session that we do with women is around self-assessment. We go through this whole conversation about not only values, but your personality right? What your strengths are and, and where your successes are, because you really have to feel comfortable in a sports environment. It's very competitive, very fast paced and present disposition, uh, how you speak, you know, how you utilize knowledge and information, all of that matters. Now, of course, that depends, Stephanie, on what you're doing. There's a lots of different positions in professional sports other than athlete development. And so try and find out what your special sauce is, what your skill is, and then how to incorporate that into an aspect of athlete development, which, by the way, I believe has become more diverse over time. It's not just one position and functioning like it was in the past. There's lots of opportunities to do things in athlete development. I'm currently working with an associate AD at a college who has now been given the reins to develop a student athlete development program. And she has been for years overseeing strength and conditioning. 
And now it's like, oh, now I've got student athlete development. What does that look like? How do I put all of these things together? But because of her background, her demeanor, her comfort, her relationships with coaches, her assertiveness, it's going to be an easy transition for her. So I think all of those things are important. Well, to that end, Doc, I think think one of the interesting things is obviously after you left the NBA, you started Hilliard Solutions. And and one of the critical things that you did to support athlete development in general is you launched a conference or a summit for women who are interested in, in the field. Maybe I could get you to talk a little bit about that that summit, how you approached it, and what really incentivized you or gave you the, the, the impetus to really drive that forward. It's a great question. I love being asked that. The impetus of the summit came from my experience working in student athlete and athlete development for 15 years, great institutions, great organizations, doing great work, being tremendously successful in building a brand, the NBAs, the North Carolinas, the Houstons, the Michigan States of the world, and realizing after all those years, what was I really passionate about? What did I, I had always wanted to teach, always wanted to be a consultant, always wanted to publish, always wanted to do all these things, but never got an opportunity to really do them. You know, I I published my first book chapter, I've written four a year or so after I left the NBA, because they're all sitting on the shelf. Plus, you don't own the intellectual property or yourself, okay? People should know that <laughs> when you work for a professional organization. It's just what it is. It's a, it's a professional business. So whatever you create, what do you develop, you don't own it. So even teaching, the time that's involved. So I had all these desires and things that I wanted to do. And after you know, 10, 12 years, I'm like, when am I going to do these things? How am I going to develop myself to be passionate about what I really want to do. I felt like I had done most any and everything that I wanted to do in my career from middle school all the way through, but I was left. And that's a big impetus for creating Hilliard Solutions and the symposium. There was no one for me to go to in HR or wherever else and say, hey, you know, like in corporate America, we don't do this in sports. It wasn't just an NBA thing. In, in, in corporate America, you know, HR and departments work with people who are transitioning. And they say, okay, you know, even in higher ed, if you're a faculty person. So I didn't have a a blueprint. I didn't have a guide. I didn't have anyone to kind of pull you aside after you work those many years and say, what is it left that you want to do and be passionate about? And so that has been a part of the motivation for me, Duck, in my entire career. And then that finally, I finally got the, you know, the courage to step out there, right? And then in that transition, the first year I spent, talking to women for about a year, calling one in to talk to me. You know, we've seen your career path, your track, you've you know, done all these amazing things. And they wanted to know, how have I done these things? And they had lots of questions like people ask me all the time. And after about a year or so, I said, you know what? There is really a need. There's a niche here to support other women like myself who had gone through what I had gone through, who had unique talents and experiences, and today even more so, right, than I had 15, 18 years ago, it's just brilliant young women out there that have so much talent and so many ideas about how to impact this industry and what we all love. But there's a need for this. And so that, Duncan, grew into the career coaching program, which was what we first launched the first few years of Hilliard Solutions and focused on the one-on-one career coaching and helping women to identify their strengths, their special sauce understand more about the the industry, the different positions and structures, helping them to transition from one job to the other, to graduate students coming into the industry. And then I started teaching 
I teach at Georgetown in the sports administration program. I have taught there since 2020. Before the pandemic, I teach in the Boston College student-athlete development graduate school course that we created there uh, with Patty Ruby Keller. And I teach, of course, out at Michigan State. So those things are things that I wanted to do as well, but they also help in terms of, and now we're excited. We're converting after these five years, the one-on-one coaching program to help more women into an online platform where folks will be able to go through in cohorts, still have access to, to coaching for me to share my experiences. And then ultimately that grew into the summit and bringing together my colleagues from the professional and college level, you guys, Stephanie, and you know, we were at UCF Duncan down in 2019, the inaugural event with Dr. Harrison and Kevin and, and you and uh, well, we, we didn't get you, but we had representation from PADS in that one first one day conference and just women in our network who have continued to lead. And that grew into almost 300 women now who have gone through our symposium. So very exciting, but really coming from my own personal experience and the satisfaction that I get to know that I don't, you know, other people don't need to wait until they've worked 25 years in the field to really know how to transition and really own and do what they're passionate about. You know, Janice, you you talk about constantly wanting to challenge yourself and and grow, and you had the ability to work in collegiate sports, transition the the G League, the NBA, and then create your own company. And just wondering kind of what's next within Hilliard Solutions. What, What do you see as the next chapter, the next challenge to continue to challenge yourself? Well, one, all of the women tell me we have to get back in person. So, so I'll be watching ADS uh, to see how things go here in a few weeks. But we're very excited. Like I said, we announced at our last symposium that we want to continue providing really innovative solutions for women who are seeking to enter and advance in this, in this field at all levels. We were excited this year to have Carrie White, who I'm sure you guys know. I was recently at the USOPC to have some representation from the Olympics for the first time. So we've created a virtual platform that's going to house ongoing information, resources, professional development solutions that the women in our network are going to have access to 24-7. So this is one of our, our latest adventures. Uh, the, the resource is called The Vault, right? And so beginning this year and, and immediately after the symposium we just finished, our attendees will have immediate access to the video recordings from our sessions. In addition, the attendees who have also participated in past symposiums will now have access to those recordings as a part of entry into the platform. So it's a, it's a membership platform, if you will, and the vault is called the resources. Our current and past VIP attendees will have additional access to the Hilliard Solutions assets, whether it's our athlete development branded presentations, our content, our resources and materials. And this summer, we are a few weeks from launching a series of masterclasses which we have been putting together. And those topics include a specific class on people who want to work in athlete development in particular. And then some of the other topics around professional development and transitioning, we're really excited. So those are our two latest initiatives that we're looking forward to launching soon this summer. That's fantastic. Great, thank you. I think just kind of speaking generally here, I think one of the fascinating things is when you look at the impact that women can have on the industry and athlete development, you know, my experience has been that there's a ton of value that they bring to the table, which goes without saying, but there's an, an ability to connect in perhaps a deeper way that I think is really brought to the table. 
by the female perspective. And I think that's an important element of why the work that we do is important. So I think for anybody that out there that's listening is that the athlete development space, I think, is absolutely a brilliant field for women to consider pursuing. And again, I'm appreciative of the work that you've done to help facilitate young women from making or making them aware of it and then hopefully providing an easier on-ramp into the space. So I think it's a phenomenal contribution to to the industry and to sports in general. So it's awesome to see you continue to, to bring that forward. And like you said, hopefully, much like the summit, you do get to bring it back live because I think there's obviously a lot of benefit to bringing that summit back in, in person for sure. No, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, I, I talk about Kevin Carr and, and Keith Harrison and the guys who were with me from the beginning, you know, along with the Kim Durans and the Ayana Lawsons and all of these women who have led Stephanie Thorburn, who have led these sessions and have empowered other women and and being not only speakers, but being mentors and people who have given up their time and advice. And that's the, the exciting thing also for me about this work, young women coming into the field, you know, the Mike Saguses of the world, you know, I know just left Florida and went to South Carolina, you know, these guys Michigan State, folks who have just been with us from the beginning, who have supported professional athletes. We were fortunate. Chauncey Billups, you know, did a, a PSA for us a couple of couple of years ago, talked about my relationship with him with the Piston, you know, and it's important. So it hasn't been Janice Hilliard initiative by any means. I think people that are out there in the industry, we partnered with SP Athletics, which Hilliard Solutions is an allied partner with, that you guys may be aware that they're in the space in college athletics in terms of hiring talent. They were a sponsor this year. You know, last year we had like six sponsors for the event. Jonathan Orr, Athlete Transition Services, has been with us from the beginning. I know folks in the field are familiar with him in terms of being supportive and just, you know, the professional sports, particularly teams that I've worked with in the past, like OKC, Major League Soccer. You know, we've had Jamil Northcutt, we've had Chidozi and support so a lot of support, Duncan, continues to be there from N4A to PADS because we're all really in the same business of professional development. And for women in particular, there is a need to continue to fight these barriers to help women to be equipped, but most importantly, to bring our unique skill set to this growing field. And now that's what my vision and focus in, you know, focus on. We think about college athletics and everybody's focused on NIL. You know, the structure of student-athlete development will be very different in a very short period of time. So for me, when I think about what does that mean as far as people in positions, better be paying attention. Maybe that's a great place to kind of to, to, to have you hit before we wrap up here, which is you've been able to straddle both sides of the equation, as it were, in terms of the pro and the student-athlete. And now you've kind of come at it from an entrepreneurial perspective. When you look at the industry now, and where where do you see it going? If you were to kind of go, hey, this is what I think the industry is going to look like in five to 10 years. And again, speaking to athlete development generally, where do you see it going? And, and what do you anticipate the field will look like in a decade? I think if we look at, you know, I think one of the things that we don't do in athlete development enough is look at what's happening in the business of sports industry. We don't look at What's going on in the industry? Like, what's the next big thing in sports? And then focus ourselves toward where we can add value in the business through our relationship and work with the athlete. Okay. So, what that means is NIL, the big focus now, like I started before. And so, when I talk to women who are entrepreneurs, 
or who work in compliance now, then I, I talk to them about what kinds of positions are going to come open in student-athlete development. Because that model, again, is going to look like professional sports, Stephanie. It's going to look like what we did in professional sports. So eventually, and this is probably a really, perhaps a big stretch, but the structure of college is going to change. You know, I suspect that there will be a time with NIL where football, basketball teams, you know, will will, will be a separate entity. And, and you might not have to be a student to represent the University of Houston on the football team and the basketball team. And so that's a lot of dynamics. So that model could become more football has its own mental health person, has its own NIL person, has its own marketing person as whatever. And, and unfortunately for the Olympic, we call them Olympic sports in North Carolina or non-revenue, Olympics is a better term, I guess, will have a different position. And so that's going to create opportunity at the college level. And what do those positions look like and what kinds of skill set should people have to have? I mean, we've talked about gaming, esports, right? These are things in the business of sports that have changed. So on the professional level, what I like seeing is the rise of women in executive and leadership position. Like I see, you guys have probably seen that Swin Cash is going to host her first summit conference at the end of June. Hopefully I can make it in New Orleans. It's next door. So seeing women now in leadership positions, executive positions in sports at all levels is going to also change the dynamic in terms of how sports organizations and businesses see athletes and women leaders. All we have to do is look at the U.S. women's national team, right? And what's happened with the, in the WNBA and the positions that those women are in, not only in sports, but also in business. So when I think about athlete development, you know, the, the focus continued on gender equity, but the leadership, we have athletes now who have ascended to the level, maybe not ownership in sports, but their influence and their power in business to impact the sport is something that we should be thinking about. So in short, many of the women that I, I coach now that are coming out of graduate school, Duncan, they're, they're interested in marketing. And so that's what we talk about. What in marketing is going to impact the business? And, and what is the value? How do you bring the value of the athlete to the business? And when you can do that, you're going to impact sports, leadership, you know, the brand, the direction that we're going in the future. And I think this probably doesn't sound very specific, but that's how I think about the future. It's developing skill sets. It's focusing on the top issues and looking at all of the issues together, integrated like we do in our model and finding out where can I add value? I don't think there's traditional position anymore, uh, Duncan. All you have to do is look at NIL and all of the things that are popping up. And you can go create. I talked about creating their own job now. It's still athlete development, but where do I bring my value to an organization that they're going to you know, reward me for the investment that I've made in my own professional development. So the advice that I have for athlete development professionals at all levels, including high school now, by the way, because, you know, I'm in Texas. So it's only a matter of time before, you know, I, I, I'm football, our, our college campuses, our high schools look like college campuses down here. So for those who are interested, you know, in the high school level, you know, I encourage more people to engage in student athlete and athlete development at the high school level. But, but Duncan, in short, we should be thinking about skill set, professional development, the field, how it fits in the sports industry and not specific positions. 
And I think that's a that's a great perspective, Doc. Again, I really appreciate you kind of rolling through that. You made some bold calls in there, which I love. And I think that's probably a phenomenal place to wrap it up. Again, I'm super appreciative of the fact that you know we've had a working relationship now for, for years and years and very grateful for the fact that we know each other and have a chance to communicate on a you know somewhat regular basis. Appreciative of the work that you've done for the industry. So like I said, up the hop, we're dealing with one of the originals in the space. So again, super appreciative of your time today, Doc Hilliard. Steph, as always, thanks for you riding shotgun. Much appreciated. But again, thanks so much, uh, Dr. Hilliard, for making the time to chat today. Oh, well, I love it. And I'm really excited, again, to be reconnected with you guys and, and get back engaged with PADS. Wish you much success. I very much would like to support women in our network to attend the summit. And so let's talk off online about that. We, we're happy to sponsor uh, women in our network. We've talked about this before to attend the summit. So I'd really love to see that happen and best wishes. Let's make it happen. Thank you again, Dr. Janice Hilliard from Hilliard Solutions. Thank you for joining us. 